Welcome to my podcast, Finding Focus After 50, where early birds are also warmly welcome to listen in. If you're starting a new chapter in your life but are stuck trying to figure things out, I invite you to join me for coffee and conversation as we help you answer the questions, who am I, where am I going, and how do I get there? Together, we'll dive into the power of looking at life through a different lens, and I'll help you navigate a new chapter and a new you. I'm Kathleen Davenport, a Hawaii-based professional photographer, life coach, podcaster, motivational speaker, avid golfer, and military veteran. I'm looking forward to sharing insights and inspiration and helping you make the rest of your life the best of your life. Aloha and welcome. It's time to get in the game. When I first started taking up golf again, after not playing for several years due to kids, career, and life in general, I hired a coach to get me back in the game. At our first lesson, I asked Charlie what was the most important thing I needed to learn. And he said, stay in your own fairway and don't hurt anyone. Well, well, that's pretty profound. Charlie always has these wonderful little nuggets of instructional advice, and many times they relate to real life. Oh wait, golf is real life if you ask a golfer, and other things just happen along the way. Anyway, let me get back to the subject. One of Charlie's other sayings, as we're on the putting green and he's trying to encourage us to sink a 20-foot putt, is, Be selfish. It's all about you. I love those words because this is a great life analogy for shifting gears and being highly focused on what's in front of you. At this age, at this stage, it's time to make life all about you because no one else is going to sink your putts for you and no one else is going to change your life or live your life except you. By now, many of us at this age have experienced a lot of life. We've walked through fires, put out fires, dodged bullets, leapt over tall buildings, saved humanity, and hopefully kept our sanity. Well, seriously, by now, many of us have experienced changes in family, jobs, and career. Many of us have lost a spouse by choice or by change. We're caring for or have cared for aging parents, have had a health scare, our kids are grown, and we're empty nesters. We've had relationship changes with friends and family. We've tried online dating. We're facing how and where we want to spend our retirement years or realizing that we're still young enough to start a new career experience. Some of us are adapting to life no longer defined by our job titles. The bottom line here is that we're experiencing a whole new set of firsts. Our faith has been tested along the way, and changing chapters can be a tumultuous time, but it's not the end. It can also be a calming time, when part of a storyline ends and shifts to something new. It's just life. The great thing is, we get to choose how we're going forward. No matter the circumstances, we always have a choice. Now, the choice might be difficult because you've got two hard choices to make, but there's always a choice to be made and you get to make it. While some roles and titles change, some have disappeared altogether. 
Time has a way of shifting things around. And as I talk with more and more people who are facing 50 and beyond, there's a new concern that's coming to the forefront and not everyone is prepared to face it. And it's about taking the time to make yourself a priority now. Now is the time to start living your life. It's time to start looking out for yourself. And I realize that's easier said than done, especially when you spend a lifetime putting others first. But look at it this way. Seriously, you've earned the right to put yourself first. After a lifetime of serving others, it's okay to serve yourself or cut to the head of the line even. At this point in life, it's important that you do so. Because they like, it's like they say on the airplane, put your oxygen mask on first. You have to take care of yourself because if you don't, you won't be any good to anyone else. Many people find it hard to put themselves first, and I get it. Part of the problem is because they don't believe in themselves enough and that they deserve to be a priority too. Years ago, I attended a week-long personal development retreat. I'd never been to anything like that before. You know, I've never done any kind of personal development training that I knew of. And I had no idea what to expect when I headed off to this retreat. One of the first exercises was for everyone to go around the room in front of the whole audience, one at a time. And we had to talk about ourselves and share some significant accomplishments, no matter how large or how small. Now, talking about myself or talking about ourselves in front of an audience, a lot of people had had some difficulty with it. Some people had no problem whatsoever. But for me, I had no idea how hard this exercise was going to be. In fact, I literally started breaking down and crying because I couldn't talk about my accomplishments. And it's not that I didn't have any to share. I, I'd retired from a military career. I'd worked in the community for years. And I just earned a national level award and recognition for the work that I do. But it was difficult to talk about myself and what I'd accomplished because I didn't feel it was right to brag on myself. And, you know, that stems from having heard, all of us have probably heard this over the years, that ever since we are little, we don't brag on ourselves because it's not right. It's not proper. It's not the thing to do. Well, the leader of the retreat, Jack Canfield, singled me out and he shifted my perspective. Remember, if you remember the last podcast, I talked about shifting your perspective. And he said, Kathy, your goal is to help others, right? Well, if you can't tell others about the wonderful things that you've done, how can they know how you can help them? So think about that. It's not about bragging, but it's about honoring your experience. Just reframe that thought. And if you're having trouble with this concept, here's a quick little exercise. And I've done this in my workshops over the years. And for those who have never experienced, it's a little shocking, but it is actually quite eye-opening and actually turns out to be a lot of fun. So first, you take a piece of paper, or better yet, take your smartphone so you can write, uh, refer back to this. And in 60 seconds, very quickly, I want you to write down or if you have to record, write down as many things as you can to finish this statement. And the statement is this. What I love, honor, and appreciate about myself is, and then you fill in the blank. And this can look like or sound like this. 
What I love, honor, and appreciate about myself is that I'm a good listener. What I love, honor, and appreciate about myself is that I'm a faithful friend. I'm a great cook. I'm smart. I'm a fast learner. I was, I've been a good mother. You know, whatever it is that comes to your mind, and just write these things down. And just, again, take about 60 seconds, but just jot them down. What this exercise does is it primes the pump for you to start recognizing and honoring your experiences. Again, it's not about ego or bragging. It's about remembering and re-engaging with who you are. So now when I talk about making yourself a priority and putting yourself first, there's an important rule you have to remember. It's up to you to take 100% responsibility for your life. And so, sure, things may have happened in your life that you didn't expect. You may think that an event, something happened to change the course of your life. But in reality, it's how you choose to respond that's actually going to directly affect your outcome. There's only three things you can control in this life. And it's the thoughts you think, the images you visualize, and the actions you choose to take. You can't change the weather, for example. You can't change other people as much as we try. We can't do it. And you can't change events as they happen. You can only control what you can control. And that's how you choose to respond. You always have a choice in how you're going to respond, and therein, that's your power. So remember that when you're faced with different situations, that the only choice that you have is how you're going to choose to respond. A wonderful question I recently received from a reader was this. She said, can you share how you took that first initial step of moving forward from your inner soul to your mindset to your day of saying, today is that day? I thought that was just a great question. And I remember very clearly how I got started on my journey of transformation, of, of shifting how I was going to live my life. Now, I had retired from the military, and I had a good family. Things were going well. I had started a career as a professional photographer, and that was going extremely well. But I remember lying in bed and thinking, something is still missing. There's still more for me to be doing. I just didn't know what it was or how to get there. And you know how there's something out there calling to you, but you just don't know what it is and you can't put your finger on it. That was a feeling I lived with for well over a year, you know, just again, lying in bed at night thinking, what is it? What is it? Well, then one of those serendipitous things happened and I got an email in my inbox which said, how do you want to live the second half of your life? And it was an invitation to a week-long personal development re retreat, actually that retreat that I just talked about, where I finally started learning about the keys to unlocking who I was and what I was being called to become. I learned about the power of purpose, and I'm not going to discuss that much today because we're going to save that for a future discussion. But I did learn about the power of purpose and how having that vision, that knowing can really affect the course of your life. From there on, I went on to learn how to stand in my power. 
you know, basically I got a backbone. I learned how to politely say no when I mean no. I learned how to shift when I need to and know that I can only say yes when it only feels deeply right. I take responsibility for my my own life and, and I, therefore I set my intentions, you know, bucket list stuff on how I want to live my life now. I have a much clearer picture of what my gifts are and what types of people and activities bring me true joy. So I stay faithful to that. I live my life in what I call alignment. And this is what I now coach and train people to do. So many people live out of alignment. And it's like a car. You know what? how a car is in alignment? When the tires are, are, are out of alignment and you're trying to go down the road and it's pulling to the left and the right. And, you know, you're just wasting gas and putting additional wear and tear on your car when it's out of alignment. Well, being out of alignment is a major reason for the stress, anxiety and frustration that many, many people live with. So, you know, having clarity and alignment makes life so much easier. And when you have this type of focus, life is smoother. You know, opportunities start to present themselves and your right tribe appears and you start living a life of abundance instead of scarcity. As far as the day that I really decided to make big changes and live life differently, well, it was after I got let go from a job that I was planning to leave anyway. I decided I was no longer going to be around toxic people and and a toxic workplace. Maybe some of you can relate to that. It was also after I experienced a couple of life-altering health challenges. I had stress that nearly killed me and a cancer experience. And it was after those health issues as well that I started waking up and realizing that things needed to change in my life. And it was after losing people who were close to me and realizing that life is a little too short and too precious to not live it fully, that I made the decision that I wasn't going to continue on a path of mediocrity. I made up my mind that I was going to live life to the fullest. So once you make the decision that you want to change your life, remember this. One, you don't need anyone's permission You don't owe anyone an explanation. Heck, you don't even need a reason. You don't need to apologize and you don't need to wait for the right time. You know, so many people I think, well, I'll do that when the kids graduate. I'll do that when, whatever the reason is. You don't need to wait for the right time. The right time is now. And you don't need to feel guilty for taking time for yourself and learning to live a life that lights you up. Listen, you've gotten this far in life, so you can congratulate yourself and know that you're pro- you've probably done enough and you don't need an excuse or reason to take time for yourself. Go do those things you've been wanting to do. If you're waiting for a sign, okay, this is the sign, I'm telling you, go do it. Write that book, sign up for that class, take the trip, make that phone call. Put in that application. Go dance on the beach. I dare you to reinvent yourself and go have a little fun. Or go have a lot of fun. As a dear friend told me several years ago, when I was facing a huge decision, actually I was making the decision whether or not 
I was going to run for public office. I had community members who kept asking me if I would run for this public office, and I kept telling them no, no, no. But I finally had a another former politician, someone I looked up to and highly respected, say, Kath, don't make this a shoulda, coulda, woulda. You'll always wonder if you don't at least try. So I did. I threw my hat in the ring. And let's just say that campaigning for office was exhausting. It was mind-blowing. And it was eye-opening. I didn't win. But I have absolutely no regrets for the experience. I've coached a lot of people who say they wish they'd made changes to their life sooner. They wish they'd taken more risks. Not daredevil stuff, but maybe they had they wish they hadn't been so afraid to try new things. But you know what? None of them have ever said that they wish they'd waited to make changes or to follow their dreams, no matter how big or how small the dream or the goal. In casual conversations and in conversations with my clients, one of the most frequent questions I get when thinking about change is, is it too late for me to make changes? Am I too old? Can I do this? Or are are people going to make fun of me? You know, it seems that the norm is to think that when we reach the years after around age 55 or older, it's time to slow down and be conventionally, quote unquote, age appropriate. I have a golfing friend who just turned 80 years old, and she's a really good golfer. Last year, when she was 79, she said, well, I guess I'm going to have to start slowing down next year when I turn 80. And I asked her why, or if her doctor had told her to limit herself. She said no, she's healthy, but she'd been talking to her friends who were stopping what they were doing, and they were stopping at 80. Not because they couldn't or didn't want to continue, but because in their heads, 80 was the stopping point. I told her, hey, that's not you. That's not your tribe. I told her, hey, there's a gentleman who I also golf with who's 96 years old, and he can still outdrive me. So she thought about it, and I'm happy to say that she recently celebrated her 80th birthday by buying herself some expensive new golf clubs and making it a point to get out and golf every day if she can. And and to be honest, I'm tired just trying to keep up with her. So a thought that I want to leave you with here is focus on your energy, not your age. Don't let the years behind you stop you from creating a fulfilling life ahead of you. You know, I have another golfing buddy who is 79 years young. We never speak of age. In fact, I'm not even sure he's 79. We never, we, we just don't talk about how old we, we are. Buzzy is constantly on the go, taking cruises, going to football games, traveling to Vegas, and he brings our our, our golf horse some Chinese red dates to snack on at the golf course and tells the gang he feels that they give him more energy and they all better watch out. We laugh, and then he hits a super long drive down the fairway, and he floors the pedal on the golf cart, and we go racing off. He's not at all focused on the limitations of age, And I see him continually improving in golf, you know, and in life. There is a happy movement of real people who are redesigning and redefining life after 50, 60, 
70 and beyond. And I want to be a bigger part of that movement, and I hope you'll join me. And I don't know about you, but I'm finding that being that age appropriateness, you know, at this stage, what that really means is that we're just getting started. And for some of us, being age appropriate, that means we're getting even more sassy, you know, more sexy, outspoken, and, and bold. You know, we've let go of the typical stereotypes about people our age. And, you know, we find it easier to just push aside roadblocks because at our age, we're no longer dealing with, you know, we don't need to deal with crap in a nutshell. And now we've also learned to set boundaries for who and what deserves our time and attention. Life, again, is just too short to mess around. So people our age are now following our dreams and we're creating smaller, more intimate circles of friends and confidants. And we realize that our time and energy is precious and we're choosing to live life to the fullest and it's free of you know, any unnecessary distractions or small-minded conversations that drain or diminish us. We don't need that anymore. I'm reading about and listening to inspiring stories of people who are starting new chapters. They are going on new adventures. They're starting new careers. I mean, these are people who are starting careers at 70 years old, 75, 80. They're creating new opportunities. They're following their calling. And they're focusing on redefining their future. They're writing books. They're telling their stories, they're traveling to new places, not just here in the U.S., but worldwide. They're learning new languages and they're volunteering in communities, sharing their skills, their life experiences. I've seen people of our age trying a new sport, expanding their creativity, and just getting into these wonderful discussions and exploring new realms of thought. People our age are also having an exciting time nurturing their families and connecting the generations. So realize that this is a great time of rediscovery, and it's motivating to hear how many our age are just getting started. So if I can inspire you to do anything today, it's to start putting yourself first and to live a life with no regrets. One way is to practice putting yourself first. And to do this is to stop being so practical. So let me tell you a little story. I had to order some new shoes uh, that were comfy casual. My doctor said I really needed a better pair of shoes with more structure. So I went to the store, found a pair, bought that pair. And then I went online to buy an additional pair in a similar style. So I did find another great pair online, but the color wasn't my normal tan or gray. They were a steel blue, and I kept putting them in my online shopping cart and taking them out. And I rationalized that, you know, the color, it's not going to go with everything. Then I realized what I was doing, and I said, who cares? Why should, you know, I even have to worry about whether or not my shoes are going to match with anything that I'm wearing. You know, why should I care that anybody else is going to care? So when my new shoes arrived, my feet were so happy. And I'll tell you what, my feet didn't care what color the shoes were. So whilst doing a little bit of shopping may not seem all that life-changing, it's the premise behind the process. 
create these little pockets of happiness in whatever you're doing. And by doing so, this is going to lead to larger levels of energy and putting a little bit more sunshine into your life. Allow yourself the little spots of happiness that can lead to bigger joys. Now, I'm not advocating to throw all care, caution, and responsibility to the wind, okay? I don't want to read you about read about you on the police blotter. But it is essential to take time for yourself and not worry what others will think or whether the shoes will match. You know, as we've all probably experienced, again, life is too short and unexpected. Tomorrow is never promised. So, you know what? Go ahead. You have permission to be a little reckless. And if you need some reminders about getting back in the game or making yourself a priority or putting yourself at the head of the line, here they are. So this piece of advice. First, stay in your own fairway and don't hurt anyone. Stop being so practical. Make yourself a priority. Be selfish. Make it all about you. Don't let your life be a shoulda, coulda, woulda. Stop justifying what you do. Stop minimizing who you are. Stop needlessly apologizing. Go ahead and say what needs to be said. Take inspired action. Honor your experiences and make every moment matter. Learn to start living a life that lights you up and remember. At this age, at this stage, we're just getting started. Thanks for listening. Aloha, and thanks for listening to this podcast episode of Finding Focus After 50. If you enjoyed what you heard and maybe found some golden nuggets of information, I hope you'll share this with a friend. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you have questions or comments for me, or would like to recommend any topic ideas or even a guest, you can reach me through my website at KathleenDavenport.com. Thanks for listening and sharing a cup of coffee with me. Hugs and aloha.